0: the Oscars is so much scarier to me and like, I'm not in that world. Like, I feel like I'm a guest that like, I'm like a plus one to somebody's party. And then like the Grammys is kind of like, oh, that's your homies party and like, we're here. And like, I know you guys, like, I love it. It's like friends, it's whatever. Oscars is like, this is the coolest, like coolest like kids, like, what do you, like the cool kids at the table? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's very, um, it's intimidating.
1: Welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Envelope podcast. I'm Mark Olson, and at the recent Oscar nominees lunch, I had a chance to sit down with Billie Eilish and Finney's to talk about their collaboration on their Oscar-nominated song from the Barbie movie, What Was I Made For? The first thing I just want to ask is, as I understand it, as you were sort of, you know, in talks with Greta Gerwig about doing a song for the Barbie movie, the thing she asked for was Barbie's heart song, like a, a real, something about her sort of, interior feelings and the song you came up with feels so vulnerable and so emotional. Do you think you would have written this song if not for the sort of the Barbie directive? Great question. Thank
0: you for that. Um, no, I don't think so. I've, I've said this before that like, it's not, you know, it's not the kind of song that we would like never write in a million years. It's totally a song that we would have written. But I think given the period of time we were in and the um, weird creative zone that we were in and just the kind of darkness surrounding life at the time, Um, I don't think it would have been the way that it was i don't i don't know I, I think that that maybe there's a world we could have made that song but it would have been like years from now you know i don't think <clears throat> I it would think... have been
2: after we saw the movie in theaters and yeah gone home and yeah, yeah 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 fan, like fan fiction yeah. but it's
0: it really needed the movie we needed the movie to write that song truly which i think is really special
1: the song itself is interpolated in the score during the movie and there's even a sequence that Greta created using home video footage from some of the cast and crew how did the two of you feel that the you know the song became such a part of the movie
0: i was so honestly like i was so ready for it to be you know one tiny little 10 20 second, seconds uh, yeah, uh, yeah moment of the movie um even if we gave them a whole song i thought like oh they'll use like a line from it for something and that was enough for me i was like that's gonna be great i'm i'm, I'm thrilled either way and then to have so much of the song for such a an impactful moment in that movie such a like it's like that's the moment that's the moment i think a lot of people leave the theater thinking about is that one scene where she's feeling you know and that montage happens and everything but then to have so many other little moments throughout the movie have the same melody and have my voice and the humming and things that was really special and you know props to mark for that that was like mark and andrew um you know they they had me just record a bunch of different hums and little little lyrics here and there and like some of the little melodies from the song and then weave them through the film and that was really special. I felt really honored for that.
2: I've just begun to like dabble in composing and and scoring and I think like there's no uh higher honor to me than a than a melody or a motif being sort of you know, yeah yeah um, spread across the fabric of a film. Um, and I think about like movies that i love that and one of a a, a sort of strange example i was thinking about the other day was that amazing nirvana song something in the way Mm -hmm. was a big part of the batman movie um and there's so many nods to that motif in the score which i loved um and again like i think it just gives you this kind of like undercurrent of like it's like very reminiscent the whole time that you hear it like this this deeper thing it's very exciting
1: billy the The lyric to the song feels so personal and can you talk a little bit about where your head was at like what you were exploring in the the lyric to the song
0: in us sitting there and writing the song for barbie we were we were very much writing for barbie and for the movie that we just saw directed by greta gerwig and it was so like purely about barbie and how she feels and how i felt you know like i could i could look through her eyes and see the world and write from her perspective and i was truly like not thinking about myself we weren't talking about my life you know and we when we write we're we're talking about the things we're writing about obviously we're trying to come up with new lyrics and explaining oh well, what was that one scene where she does this like could we say something about that never had anything to do with me like at all wasn't about my my life i didn't i wasn't thinking about myself i wasn't thinking about my experience um and like i've said before it was like a couple days later i was playing it for a friend and i I was listening to it and I, I had a very weird, eerie kind of shocking moment of, of realizing that it was like subconsciously fully about me and my, my life and my, yeah, I was, that was kind of crazy. And that happens. That's what the beauty of music and um art is that you don't, re- you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Cause I, I did this photo shoot for something that's coming and I was like, you know, someone was like, what's the meaning? Because the meaning means this to me. And like, did you think of that? And I was like. Oh, like, sure. Like, I don't, kind of the art, you, you just make art. You're not thinking why. And then it's like, it's later that you kind of realize, oh, okay, that's what I was, that's what I was subconsciously doing. It's amazing.
1: And I heard you say in another interview that your vocal performance on the song, you wanted it to specifically feel like you just stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I'm just curious about the, what is the technical challenge of that? Like, how, like and, and in some ways, do you feel like you're, acting in some sense when Mm. you're singing that's
0: great um i think to an extent yeah i mean it's 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 performing you know and i think like all kinds of performing is 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 it's all about committing and um you can't go half hard (laughs) when you do so i don't know i i think like i don't know it wasn't dissimilar to how i've sung a lot in my life but i think in that like specific time especially like the key that we wrote it in and the phrasing and how long the phrases are and when there are certain breaths within the phrasing it makes all of it completely different and it was a it was definitely like the hard choice like I I, I don't know what could have been harder for me I think that the way that I wanted it to sound was gonna be the way that it was the most challenging and it may not sound challenging and you know whatever but it, it, it is it's really hard to sing really really softly and and um convey the kind of message you want but i also wanted to be you know i wanted it to be very enunciated and i wanted you to hear what i was saying but also feel it and um so was like a mixture of both i don't know
2: it's all about making the listener believe what you're saying right i mean and i think that's one of billy's real superpowers as the person that sits and listens to her record is like these lines especially this song these lines that are sort of clearly metaphorical in this sense and you know at the very least pertain to this this fictional story about a doll. I totally believe that it turns out Billy's not real and she's just something you paid for. I totally believe that when I listen to her say it.
1: Billy, you directed the video for What Was I Made For? Um, And I'm just curious how you found that experience and do you think you're gonna be doing any more directing?
0: Yeah, I directed the music video for What Was I Made For? Which um, was my, I don't know how many I've done now, but I've been directing since like 2019, I think. Um, and it was always something I wanted to do, always a passion of mine. And I kind of just had to like convince people that I could do it. Turns out I'm not real, just something you paid for. Directing this video was, I think, my favorite of any that I've done. And I think maybe, like, my most...
2: It's my favorite video you've directed.
0: I think it's one of my favorites that I've that I've directed. And I, I really would love to, to keep directing and, you know, maybe direct something else bigger someday. I want to direct for other people, for sure, when I have time.
2: When I've worked with a great director, I felt this way when we were working with Greta on this film that we saw before it had been even finished. Uh, she wasn't even done editing it you know she could describe to you exactly how something was gonna um, fall into the next sequence of it and i could just see that it was all already there in her head already put together and i Mm -hmm. think that that's like when i see billy make these music videos she has that you know so I, i i can't wait to see what she what else she directs.
1: also nominated for an oscar this year is the song i'm just ken that was written by mark ronson and andrew wyatt and first of all i'm just curious what do the two of you think of that song it's great. It's great. It's so perfect for the
0: the movie. It's so perfect for Ken and just the the goofiness and the silliness of that that character.
2: It it just makes me laugh. I mean, I love um Greta Gerwig so much and I I feel like I can so see the kind of like I want there to be this crazy dance montage ballad scene and we need this song of this like crazy character played so well by Ryan and I don't know the whole thing is just like so Entertaining and
0: funny
1: to me. Now, what do you think you would have done if you had to write the Ken song?
0: It's a great question. I actually thought about that. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I think we would have... You know, we we wrote the music for... Um, uh, Turning this, Red. This movie called Turning Red. Um, which is an animated movie, and we wrote we wrote songs that were for a a boy band within the movie to sing, and that was like one of our favorite tasks to do because you're just like channeling the kind of goofy, um, we got silly, yeah, kitschy, campy like vibe of it, mm-hmm. um, and we I think that. It kind of reminded me of that when I, when I heard I'm Just Ken. I was like, oh, yeah, that, I bet they had fun, like, goofing around.
2: Yeah, we would put, like, double negatives in the chorus, and we had the like, It was very line. dramatic. We I line. drove
0: by your house 10,000 times last year. Yeah, we just <laughs> like,
2: really what? played into the kind of silly, over-the-top quality of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we definitely connected with that.
1: Was the process of creating your Barbie song similar to when you created your Bond song?
2: You know, I would say that the day we were sitting at a piano writing the song was not super dissimilar, but everything surrounding that was pretty different. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bond was this, like, five-month-long audition of, like, sort of reading the script and submitting the song and going to London and trying out orchestra stuff with Hans and um, Matt Dunkley and Johnny Marr. And, you know, I think the, the Barbie universe was like we sent the song in they put it in the movie um we produced it out they added some strings and it was like it was just this kind of like uh yeah there was, it was much uh much less sort of like feeling of like oh my god this may never work out which mm-hmm. is a real super luxury that we don't take for granted mm-hmm. but yeah that was kind of the feelings like as soon as the song existed we felt like now it's just our job to make the song sound as good as we possibly can yeah
1: and now we're we're speaking before the Oscars nominees lunch, which a lot of people I know it's their sort of their one of their favorite stops along the sort of campaign trail. And I'm I'm curious for the two of you, especially considering you just recently won two Grammys for your Barbie song. Congratulations! Thank Can you compare like the process of the Grammys to the Oscars? Like, what is it like going through those kind of like those, for lack of a better term, campaigns?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's funny people are always they're very different they're they're uh, it's like a whole different thing i think that you know both are so incredible in so many different ways like the oscars is so much scarier to me and like i'm not in that world like i feel like i'm a guest that like i'm like a plus one to somebody's party and i'm like <laughs> trying to do my best and like you know be very uh, be, I don't know. I want to make a good impression, you know, so, like, maybe I get invited again or not. I don't know. But I just want to, like, I don't want to break anything. I don't want (laughs) to stumble. I don't want to spill anything. Like, I'm just trying to, you know. And then, like, the Grammys is kind of like, oh, that's your homies party and, like, we're here. And, like, I know you guys. Like, I love it. It's, like, friends. It's whatever. Oscars is, like, this is the coolest, like, coolest, like, kids. Like, what do you, like, the cool kids at the table? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's very... um. It's intimidating. Um, performing at the Oscars, which I've done now twice, uh, terrifying, horribly terrifying, but in in a great way. Like I I I love it. I can't you know I can't get enough of it. I can't wait to do it again.
2: <laughs> Underneath everything else is like how much familiarity you have with the other people in the room, right? So by the time we were at our first Grammys, we we knew a lot of those musicians. We'd played festivals with them. We'd made songs with them. So we had this kind of just seeing friends. And I remember the first time we went to the oscars we weren't even nominated or anything we just did the in memoriam song but you know we knew nobody and then the only other time we've been at a luncheon before this you know you're standing there and it's like denzel's over here and kristen stewart's over here and like you know like we're not actors we don't really have you know much in the way of being like yeah we're the same other than just being like you're so talented so um yeah it's an intimidating experience but but the disclaimer is that everyone's been really warm and Generous and kind to us. So nobody's making us feel that way. We're just feeling that way because we have imposter syndrome.
1: No, it's funny. I feel the same way. I'm like a movie person. And when I'm around music people, like I don't really get anxious or nervous around movie people, Mm -hmm. but around music people because it's like a different world, you're like, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm right there with you. Phineas, I want to ask the Barbie song is such a, just a really stripped down piano ballad, but the production on it is actually much more sophisticated than that. And there's a lot going on in Thank the background. Thank you, very kind of you to say. Well, is it a challenge to both sort of build it up and have it feel stripped down to not have the production get in the way? It's definitely
2: the challenge I'm the most interested in pursuing. I think that, again, it's like I've failed as a producer, no matter how cool or complicated or hard I've worked, I've failed as a producer if I'm in the way of Phileas vocal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. to me her vocal the story of the song the melody the lyrics like that is the dna of the thing so if i'm doing anything in the way of that i failed but you know to make something feel dynamic and feel like you go on a journey from the first second of the song to the final second of the song it's like a process of feeling like where you can stretch it and where you can push it and little accents to to just support everything else so yeah, we do kind of, like, the, in some ways, the the quieter, the more minimal the, the piece of music we're working on, the more we kind of kill ourselves to add these tiny little flourishes and accents. Um, and, and again, like, that's so satisfying to me. And if if people perceive the production as, like, very simple and mostly piano and vocal, fantastic, mm-hmm. as long as they love the song. Mm-hmm. And if they then kind of, like, really turn up the volume and listen to it and hear all the nuance and the layers, like... That's a bonus too. But I definitely never I'm never sort of sitting with somebody like, Did you hear that? Like <laughs> like I just want them to love the song and then I've done my job.
0: I as do that. Producer. I I do. I sit there and I'm like Check this out. This <laughs> is this part.
1: Is there anything, Billy, in the song in the production of the song that like you particularly Oh my like? god,
0: yeah. So I mean it's all of it really. I um yeah, there's this little swoop that we talked about, like, woo that is just Phineas's voice, like weird and muffled and echoed and burby um in the second like half of the first verse and i love that um, there's a
2: toy there's a little keyboard that i have that's made by general electric it's a kid's toy billy played it and i ran it through this like old yeah I love like, that. um sketch cassette like tape emulator but again like the sort of marriage of like this song about a doll and billy playing a little toy there's like this keyboard. little tiny toy keyboard and it's so like, fun i love the way it sounds it, like the sound of it breaks my
0: heart yeah i felt really proud of that when i when i did that um and then I love some of the harp that um, Andrew and Mark added. I thought that was really beautiful. The the ascending harp that goes into the second chorus is really pretty. Um, I love like all the the bass and the yeah. the movement and um, Phineas and I played a lot with like doing different effects on different parts of my voice throughout the song oh, and reverbs. like adding verb and adding delay on just like certain lines. And I always love doing that with him. Um, yeah, I mean, I love I love the song so much. It's... it's,
1: I love it. I know, Billy, you mentioned singing at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Can you give us any hint of anything that we might expect from a performance at this year's Oscars?
0: Well, you know, simple and sweet, and I, um... I don't know. I don't want to ever be in anybody's face, but I want to be, you know, the person... Like, the voice of whoever is quiet in the corner, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, hopefully I can... I can translate for people who don't want to speak up i don't know i don't know i don't know simple easy
1: obviously you have your barbie song you've done your bond song and actually one of your songs is the sort of in the credit sequence for the current season of true detective Yeah. yeah lucky us what is it about your music that the two of you think works so well like in movies and tv
2: not to be too you know presumptuous Um, but I think, you know, we really write from a place of kind of fantasy and everything has these, like, we're very interested in concept and like the song that's in this new season of True Detective, even when we first, you know, wrote and recorded it, like there were so many sound effects in it. It was this really dark piece of music and we were very conscious of that. We were making it. Um, so, you know, again, it's like without sort of trying to. Our fantasy is always that it's married to some amazing piece of television or uh, film. The new season, for Detective. I love it's my yeah. favorite season since the first season. Maybe the maybe the similarity is that when we make music, we really make it from this kind of place of of drama and of mm-hmm. um, it's very sort of hyper thematic.
0: the yeah, goal. I agree.
1: Yeah, and then when the two of you are collaborating, when you're writing and conceiving of things. Are movies a part of that? Like, do you share movies with each other? Like, I want this kind of vibe?
0: Yeah, actually. We, um, you know, we've just always been such huge fans of film and TV. And I think that, like, music in film and TV is, is something that is so, like, uh, kind of gets taken for granted. I think that, like, the music in a, in a movie can can make the movie spectacular and or... Make it terrible, and I've seen movies that that I'm like, oh my god, I liked that movie, but the score like really was driving me crazy, and vice versa, where a score was like made a movie completely, yeah, the glue like made it what it is, made made it so special, and it doesn't mean you know the movie isn't great or whatever on its own, but it just enhances what's already so amazing. Um, and so growing up, we just we we've always related to all the stuff we like. Phineas is always showing me movies that he loves, and I'm always. Cause I don't, you know, I'm never, I never am like up on what's out and like who's made anything, (laughs) and so Phineas is like, you need to watch this, and he'll show me a lot of movies, and all, pretty much all my favorite movies were because Phineas showed me them. That's first. And like Drive, (laughs) Um, like I Origins, like both of those movies, The Social Network, music, Social Network is big, incredible score, the score is amazing, Ex Machina.
2: Fruitvale Station. Five Station. years ago. Yeah, lots um, of
0: lots of. We need to talk about Kevin was YouTube. Oh yeah, great movie. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never find any movies but, on my own. It's uh, a really
2: great good. song put in a great movie. Like you'll like that song in a different way for the rest of your life. It's really, it's really profound. it's yeah. very cool.
0: Yeah.